0: Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work
1: that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases
0: our creativity.
1: Stay hungry, stay foolish.
0: Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup guys. And girls. And girls. Yes, Yes. of course. What's What's up guys and girls? Ladies and gents. Ladies and gents. Ladles and jelly spoons. Um, okay. Quote to quote Monty Python Trump A Trump huge Trump. Monty Python fan Did you ever watch Monty Python? Yeah? I did, but probably not as intensely as you No, that's true I was a big Monty Python fan A big, big fan um, Holy Grail, probably my favourite Just putting point there. Yeah. Most people like life, Brian I'm a Holy Grail man Anyway um, Lost on you, <laughs> I'm sure Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Straight over the head No, I know what you're talking about But mm-hmm. Not that bothered No, okay um, welcome to the Powerful Nonsense podcast. <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, if you're joining us for the <laughs> third time, first time. If you are joining us for the first time, if you join us for the third time. For the third time, welcome back. Yeah, uh, but for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. I'm Jimmy Yordis. He had to think about that for a second. <laughs> I
1: was just thinking about yeah. all the other people who probably who maybe have been listening a lot more times
0: than that. Yeah, if you're here for the fourth
1: time, time some hello. People, some people could Fifth be here time, for the hundred and seventh time,
0: or even. The hundred and fifty sixth time, which means you've listened to every single episode. Thanks, Mum. So thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mum. <laughs> I don't think my mum even listens. My brother no. does. Hi, bro. Um, Broskis. My sister's like, yeah, I'll listen to it. And it's like, have you listened to it? She's like, no. no. I'm like, you got a photography business. What are you doing, girl? Bing. I where you, I turn like your sister texting
1: you? Like, shut <laughs> <"Get> up, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I heard you on the podcast. Screw you! Um, Is that me or is that you?
1: Oh, that's me.
0: There's me. There's you being like, notifications all turned off at the start. And I'm like, yes, let me just turn them off now. Sorry about that. (laughs) Professionalism. They probably couldn't hear them anyway, to be fair, but I could hear them. And that's the important thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not angry, Jem. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) Anyway. On with the show. um, So today we're talking about something we have touched on recently. But we're going to take a deep dive specifically into um, work-related stress for millennials.
1: Those stressages.
0: Those those works getting us down, man. Yeah, it's getting us down. It's causing causing us problems. Um, so we're going to throw some some stats around. Are you feeling stressed at work, Wayne? Um, no. Surprisingly, I've been very busy. Been very busy using the B word. Busy, 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 but not stressed. Okay. I don't mind busy. Busy is fine. In fact, I like being busy. Not in the kind of, look at how busy I am. But I feel like I'm getting shit done when I'm busy. I don't like being stressed. I
1: don't like being stressed. What stresses your work?
0: Well, I kind of, as you know, from having worked with me for so long, uh, I like to be left to my own devices. I like to be told what needs to be done and just be like, trust that it's going to get done and just be left to it. So I get stressed out when I'm interrupted. Mm. Uh, interruption really angers me, and that really stresses me out. Uh-huh. Also, possibly why I don't like text messages for work related yeah, I've purposes. Yeah, I know you
1: started blanking those.
0: Well, no. To be honest, it's not just you, Gem. I've <laughs> a lot of people have not been getting text back from me. <laughs> I've been, I've uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the text, the, te- the texting, then. the texting game has dropped off the radar. Like at the minute, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to text so and so today, and then text them like four days later. I like like, <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: that takes you sitting like last month.
0: So there, there's me. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure on. I'm sure I've gone on record to say like nobody's too busy to, to, to not text back. And yet here I am. Oh, being like, I am really busy. You've yeah. just
1: been ghosting people I'm- all over the place. <laughs> So busy.
0: It's all those ladies that want my attention. I just... I'm sorry, ladies, but oh. I'm a busy man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On that note.
0: <laughs> um But yeah, are, are you stressed at work? Not really. No?
1: No. I, do you know what stresses me? Which is bad, but it probably sounds really like... I hate doing things when people tell me to do them. Like, I really... Mm hate having to do stuff on people's schedule life unless I choose to do it at that time yeah I get really annoyed when I'm like, I have to be in that place because of that
0: person. I'm the same. I think that I think is is that's really, partly where me and like you a... butt heads, when we do butt heads, Yeah, I think that's often usually what the root yeah, cause yeah, yeah. is, is we both like to do things on our own terms. Yeah, but I
1: think a lot of people want that, but I know it's it's a really like nice position to be in where you don't have to do that, yeah. but at the end of the day, there's always going to be those things that crop up, and it's probably yeah. like a millennial thing, like, I hate me until what to do. But <laughs> I literally... <laughs> I literally hate that the most. Like, I actually get annoyed and like on the way there I'm annoyed like I'm I'm so angry that I have to go and do this at this exact time because like yesterday I had a delivery come in and I'm not joking this it must be like millennials now cuz we don't even like answering the like a phone when someone calls us. And so
0: I You say that? I'm I'm still in I'm still love a good phone call. Well, I think it's more efficient.
1: Yeah, but if you're yeah, but I mean if you're probably having like you've, book that in and you're going to schedule it and you know they're going to call like if someone call me now like out of the blue i be like
0: well yeah because we're off. recording a podcast yeah,
1: that would, and it's on no, no disturbing but yesterday <laughs> so I had a delivery come in and so like the guy like I knew it was coming tomorrow and then I called them I was like yeah but when's it come in and then like, well, it's gonna be within this time. I was like, yeah, but you like there's certain services that tell you between this hour and this hour you're getting it. I'm like, yeah. I can't deal with you giving me like this blurry Yeah is because it means I have to be in that location true. waiting for your I'm flipping really delivery it. to come. And I was like, Can your guy not just call me? Here's my number, tell him to call me when he's ten minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Okay, we'll get him to do that. And I was just like, I get to that point where I hate when people are controlling a fraction yeah. of my time. Because yeah. I think it is so important nowadays. You want that time, you wanna I yeah. don't know. I'm just not going to stay indoors all day waiting for a delivery yeah. because someone can't tell me when the, that driver's going to no, be there, which true. is probably like first world problems. And I don't know it is first
0: world problems. It is. But I think, as you kind of said, like time now is so important. First in first world civilization for many of us, not yeah. all of us, because there are people with difficulties, but um, you know. Money is a commodity. It's not like you're necessarily doing everything because you need the money. I'd w- I sooner leverage my time than mm. I'd sooner say, Do you know what? I'm going to have more time because of this. And I'd rather spend more money to have more time mm. than I would exchange my time for money. Yeah. Yeah. That's annoying. So I'm totally with you on that. Anyway. So I'm going to throw some stats out here about work related stress. Ooh. Um, so there was a. Uh, this was reported by refinery29 dot com. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no? Um, <laughs> sounds like a brewing company. I know, <laughs> but we will we'll put a link in the in the show notes anyway. So there's a bit more detail, but um, some key points. So there was a new uh, survey that was carried out. Uh, it's an American firm, as often these studies are American companies. But as we've said before, a lot of these stats do transfer over to UK. They won't be completely accurate, but you'll it will give you. UK is kind of five years behind the US in many respects. So you can kind of see, you can almost predict, predict the future when you look at the American market of the UK market. I believe so. There'll be there'll be some. It'll match up. Generally speaking, I would say. Um, so, uh, a new survey carried out by a staffing firm account account Who don't know what they do? Obviously, they're a staffing firm, but I don't know. If they specialize in accounting, who knows? And temps, and temps, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, but the studies uh, shown that millennials are seriously stressed out at work. Ooh. now you kind of think, all right, all right, millennials, come on now. You're a very entitled bunch, aren't you? Crying about this, yeah, complaining that. about, yeah, you just want everything. I'm so stressed. However, um, I think the stats compared to previous generations are quite telling. Um, So, uh, 64% of millennials report feeling overwhelmed at work daily, whilst only 59% of workers aged 35 to 54 complain about that, and 39% of those aged 55 and up feeling the same way. So, Basically, as you as you're getting older, you're feeling less and less stressed at work. Do you think that's because you give less and less fuck about what you're doing? You think fuck it, I'm dying in thirty years. Well, that could be the case, but they <laughs> but the, but the article does point out something which I was like, yeah, that that's true. Um, because really, it's surprising that it's that way around, when surely you'd think it might be the other way around, given that millennials are less likely to experience a, a certain stresses. Such as kids, mortgages, mm. and aging parents. So, you would think that the stress levels on that logic, which I think is fairly sound, um, you'd think there would be more stressors. I going mean, and on. he
1: was just too soft then.
0: Mm, maybe, maybe, could be. Um, but, you know, there are other factors. It's actually it was interesting. I was reading the comments of this article um, and. And there was one guy. He said, um, "He said, yeah, I was having this sort of conversation with my dad the other day, and uh, you know, I was saying to him, like, you know, he he was saying the conversation had come out somewhere, and he was saying, I said to him, you know, I work like ten hours, ten hour days, and his face screwed up, like, why the hell would you work ten hour days?' And I had to explain to him that that's considered normal now. Mm-hmm. So, based off that comment alone, it would seem that actually." The expectations of millennials is much higher. Yeah, and I think it. Comes... And it comes down to I think, sorry, uh, yeah. the law of diminishing returns. I think, for many ways, from employers. Flipping out! Was that your stomach? That was my stomach. I'm really hungry. Um, that yeah, like from employers. Em- <laughs> I know, um, but like from employers, yeah. I think the expectations from employers are higher, mm. and. Um, Actually, I was going to bring it up in a minute, but may as well bring it up now. Um, they, there's this thing, have you heard of this thing called work martyrs?
1: People, I'm, I'm going to put two and two together and say it's someone who basically gives up their life just to do everything for the company as possible. Pretty
0: much, yeah. yeah. And millennials make up a, a disproportionate percentage of those people. So those that are willing to work almost 24-7 mm. uh, and are Often afraid to mm-hmm. unplug, disconnect, or even take vacation. Um, Do you
1: know what? I think that's a lot of people because I know at work, yeah. when I used to leave at five on the door, people used to look at me like, you're, go- you're not going to go anywhere with that kind of attitude. I'm like, yeah. Yes, I am going home. <laughs>
0: yeah, going home. That's where I'm going <laughs>
1: home. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit and, you can sit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like you can you can sit at your desk all day but there is no way that I'm not leaving and mm. it's going to take me an hour to get home you're having a laugh like. mm. so yeah I think a lot of people fall into that and I think as well I think um, young people are aware it's kind of like a job scene as a bit of a privilege as well like you've got a good job you've got a stable yeah. job like, oh, you're lucky. A Look, a huge redundancies. scarcity mindset. Yeah, he's that massive scarcity mindset. People are afraid to get made redundant. You've got to prove to yourself. You want to, at the same time, I think millennials, like that whole um, thing that Gary Vee says about like patience, we think that actually if we work all hours God sends, we will move up that ladder faster. It's like mm. a speed to the top. And, mm. and that comes across in, like you say, being a martyr at work and doing everything today to show your boss that maybe tomorrow you get that promotion.
0: And I think if anything, that, that's kind of counterintuitive because actually if you provide that much value for no extra expense to the employer, Mm. you're actually going to become irreplaceable in that job role. Mm. So actually they're not going to want to promote you because they're not going to be able to get anybody that does what you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a possibility that they could, but there's also equal possibility that they're going to go, actually, no, he's perfectly good where he is. Let's leave him there.
1: Well, I know somebody recently, like one of my friends, he was, um, I was saying like I think I think actually employ, um, employees don't actually... if you're a good employee and you're great at what you do I think people totally devalue the leverage they have with their employer mm. because I know someone who recently he was like going to work 3 or 4 days a week and I said and he basically is pursuing his own like entrepreneurial stuff at the moment starting his own business and I said if you're so good at what you do just tell him you only want to come in once a week and then tell him you'll work from home the other days he did it and they were like yeah that's fine like just and he was like, "I don't know why I just didn't do that sooner." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "At the end of the day, the companies know it's going to be a ball lake to go rehire, yeah, and that you probably have a lot more. Le- if you're good at what you do and you get the job mm-hmm. done, and on a weekly basis they it's it like?' I mean, you can't just then switch off. No, but if you're still producing what they want and you can be at home and it's they're still getting what they want out of you, mm-hmm. of course they're going to say yes. So yeah. I do think there is that sort of. I mean, that's going off the topic a little bit, but."
0: No, but I think it's an important one to, to to make because I think there are a lot of work work martyrs out there. It wasn't a term I, I coined yeah. at all. But I then there's probably the a lot of, though.
1: I think those martyrs are probably the ones who are, I mean, this is a bold statement, maybe saying they're the ones who are a bit of like coasters or kind of maybe aren't that, they are very replaceable and so they have to go out of their way right. to
0: be a martyr because... Well, that's it, because they don't understand the value. The, yeah. Because I think, I think, yeah, I think you're kind of right. I mean, obviously, it's a general sweeping statement, but I think you're right. I think the person that knows how valuable they are at their As job leverage. is the one that's going to go, it's five o'clock now, see you tomorrow. Yeah. The one that do- isn't so confident in their value is more likely to be like, try and compensate for the fact mm. by putting in more hours. Where it's yeah. like, actually, no, I'm so good at my job, yeah. I can do everything I need to do yeah. within that window.
1: Yeah, and that comes down to, again, that could just be that generally you don't put much effort or actually you just lack confidence in your own abilities because there's two people in that situation. There is the person who works their ass off but then isn't confident that they're doing good enough and so they stay in or there's the person who knows he's a lazy bastard and if he doesn't stay longer, his boss might be like, actually, you know the people who will stay behind because their boss is still sitting at a desk? (laughs) And then they're like, sorry,
0: (laughs) sorry, that was was such a bitchy sound that just came out of my mouth. Then I was like, did you fucking get me?"
1: I remember that. I like when I was at work, I would always leave at the same time. But I know if the boss was sitting there and everybody be like, like looking over the top of their um, computers and be like, Mm. oh, they're still there. And yeah. he's kind of like, I'm just going to say, And you can see they've packed their bag and it's all ready to go. In their minds, they're ready to go. Yeah. But they just think, oh, I'm not going to do it because of the, how it might look. I just thought, yeah, fuck that. It's no. not going to happen.
0: No, 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 absolutely not. Because that's, that's how the man wins. That's how the man yeah. wins. Um, so just quickly before we go to break, because actually, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so <laughs> there's just a few, just something else here. So the survey that was carried out uh, pinpointed a few key areas that are giving stress to employees. Um, So number one, cited by 33% of employees, was unreasonable workloads and deadlines. Mm. Now, if you're a work martyr, you're only making a rod for your own back here. I have said for many, 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 many years, the reward for being good at what you do is more work.
1: It just is. Especially in that employee yeah. nine-to-five sort of setting.
0: Yeah, yeah. because if, you, if, you, if you're too efficient at your job and you get everything done too quickly, this is why being paid by the hour can be good yeah. for you as an employee but it's really not good for the, uh, because the savvy people will, yeah. will milk it. Um, but if you are too efficient at your job, all that's going to happen is you're going to be given more to do yeah. and there will always be more that you can do. Uh Always, always, always. Well, the
1: company's just going to squeeze out as much. If you've stopped Mm -hmm. and you're sitting at your desk, nothing else to do because you're so efficient. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, here's some more stuff, here's some more stuff. Oh, we know you did that. And then you're going to get efficient at that. Mm -hmm.
0: And so eventually the expectation of your workload becomes so out of control because you're so efficient Mm that there will be times where actually there's so much going on with all of these different responsibilities that you've now gained because you're so efficient at your other responsibilities that actually it's now unsustainable. Plus it's like that whole
1: exponential technology is leading to basically mm-hmm. exponential um, expectation in some ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, we know you do it more efficient because we just bought this new software, right. but now we want you to do 10 more things because you've got the software. And so uh-huh. I think a lot a missing point in that whole stress um, situation is that actually we can and are capable of doing a lot more in less time but mm-hmm. it's still a big load in the mind like we Absolutely. could go home and do our accounts in like half an hour whereas that might have took someone long on paper mm-hmm. and an Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. but then because you can do your accounts in half an hour you bang now, out then you've got yeah. another thing to do another thing to do but
0: I mean you still say, say to me you need to do your accounts I'm like oh yeah. that's such a big job and then I'm like done in five minutes but yeah. like in my mind it's still it's taxing but that's what yeah. I'm saying and you're jumping
1: from different Intense kind of burst Uh of stuff to focus on. Different
0: modes of thinking and things, aren't you? Cool. Should we take a quick break? Uh, There's still a couple more uh, things. Um, 22%, so this is point number two of uh, causes for stressed employees. Um, Unrealistic managers, 22%. Managers
1: are always like that anyway, though, aren't they?
0: Yeah. I don't think there's too
1: much to say on that. Part of the manager's role is to kind of get as much juice out of you as possible, Mm -hmm. ultimately. So they're going to do that. That's part of the mm-hmm. actual role is to get a managers hired on the base so they can get work out of their yeah. employees. So yeah,
0: exactly. It's
1: kind of expected. But maybe just nowadays, I think, like you said, back to technology thing, is that their expectation of what you can get done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then if you have got... A the, market, job
0: de- yeah. the job description these days can be so loose, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it can be. <laughs> and I think be. that's
0: part of the problem. And then
1: if you've got one work martyr in your team, you are fucked because they have now set <laughs> right. the barrier of what that person can achieve and then yeah. the manager's going well. Look at Ted over there. He's here at 7am and he leaves at 9, but look at you. That's true. And so they set the bar to fuck everybody else over.
0: Yeah, that's true. So if you have got a work martyr in your team, have a word. (laughs) Tell him he's fucking (laughs) mugging you all up. All of you are staying longer because
1: he's (laughs) Mr. Goody (laughs) Goody Two two Shoes. shoes. It's that one person at school who was a buff
0: and just ruined it for all (laughs) of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the final one um which I think is is a root cause of the problem really is um also twenty two percent so same st- same same amount uh unattainable work life balance
1: mm. well the work life's always a big issue that's yeah. a massive topic I don't think we can no. crank crank no. it so from much to that. did we
0: do an episode on that I yeah, we yeah we did We did a work
1: yeah go to that episode
0: yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah just just find it <laughs> but i I think it kind of speaks for itself you mm.
1: know i think that that is kind of well that's the ever the big problem that's constantly going on like how do you find that work-life balance which is why
0: i think working from home is so attractive at the minute which is why because it it allows work-life balance to be a little bit more in the control of because you know yeah you might be working a seven-hour day but you know you're living in london or a big city and that's an hour's commute so Mm. that's actually nine to nine hour day really
1: nine to five does not equal
0: work-life balance i don't believe. I, i agree i agree with you there totally agree so let's just take a quick break Yep. To say thank you to the sponsor of the show, the University of Northampton. Yes. Uh, which have been sponsoring us for a very long time. So which we thank appreciate. You for that. We do. It lets us ramble. It does. It does. So we're very, very grateful to them. And we hope that you are grateful to them also. Um, Gem and I are actually alumni. So we went there. We spent three years of our life there. And it's actually how we met, funnily enough. Yeah. We were thrown into halls together and the rest, as they say, is history. Um God <laughs> so <good> for that. <laughs> and uh my life has been ruined ever since now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um Although I, I <laughs> funny story. So in our interview that so we did with Adam Pereno right Wright, mm. episodes one five oh and one five one, yeah, he revealed to me that
1: our friendship is based on alcohol.
0: Our friendship was, was bought by you. You bought my friendship with, with beer. It was a slight manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did say that the, I mean, the, most, those were his words, not yours. Uh, yeah. Most
1: friendships are uh, built on That's true. Yeah. That's true.
0: But I, f- I feel, cheapened. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I feel but cheapened. I was so easily bought. <laughs> <laughs> Only one can as well. <laughs> and then I was out. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Um, I've got very drink responsibly. Me- drink Yes, please drink responsibly. Um, I have very fond memories of the University of Northampton. Um, so when they asked if they could sponsor the show, we were over the moon. Not least because they're actually a really good fit for what, we're, what we talk about on the show. They're very much in favour of entrepreneurship. They're very much in favour of making a social impact. In fact, they are a changemaker campus uh, which is awarded to them by an organisation called Ashoka U. Mm. Um, which means that that they commit to making a positive social impact through what they're doing as a university. Mm -hmm. So it means that when you go to the Northampton Uni you're not just there necessarily for a degree but you're also there to to make a social impact uh, whether that's through a business that you want to set up or just a project that you want to create or personally just yourself becoming uh, a yeah. good person for society absolutely and and it's so ingrained into what the university are trying to do on a daily basis um, so if that sounds like your sort of thing you kind of think I want a little bit more than just a degree um, which I think a lot, of, a lot of millennials are thinking that way these days mm-hmm. Um, if you're thinking, you know, I want a little bit more than just a degree, but I want an experience that's going to change my life going forward, um, then check them out, northampton.ac.uk. And uh, a huge thank you to them for their continued support of the show.
1: Also, just a quick uh, shout out to people. If you could actually give them a tweet and just say thanks for supporting the show, that would
0: be amazing. Do you know what? That would be absolutely amazing. Yes, if you could please do that, that would be absolutely wonderful. We'd really appreciate that. It means that they know that they're reaching out to you, to us, and that also we're having an impact on you guys as well.
1: Yeah, that'd be amazing. So that'd be super.
0: I'd be over the moon. Um, so I want to talk about... I'm going to slightly change the angle that we're going to talk about this. Go on, uh, This is a phenomenon that is uh, <laughs> appearing, uh, which has been highlighted by... Uh, an organisation called, well, sorry, a website, foodingredientsfirst.com, highlighted this. Um,
1: Do you know, I, re- I actually spoke to um, a PR lady the other day, or was reset I don't know, did I speak to someone I was speaking to, and actually, they say that you only need a hundred... Um, uh like people to be involved in a survey for it to become worthy of being a stat or something like that. So like PR people, they like obviously get 100 people to uh-huh. answer something. Then it becomes a relevant stat in...
0: What they can quite use. a small amount. That's what I thought. I was like,
1: oh. So...
0: But I think I think when just I just to totally devalue everything you just spoke. Like- uh, <laughs> I, I think when you when you hear what well, I am going to talk about, it, I think you'll be like, "Oh no, this is this is a legit thing." Mm. Um, so this was actually a study carried out by or commissioned by Welch's Global Ingredients Group, um, <laughs> and again, an American 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 data. But I am definitely seeing this phenomenon happen, even with my own boss. Mm. She's doing this, um, so. Um, most American millennial snackers are now eating a snack in place of a standard meal at least once a week.
1: Okay, it has got a nice word for it, isn't it? The uh...
0: the snackification of go. meal times. Um, yeah. So the study questioned snackers between ages eighteen and thirty-five about their snacking habits and preferences. When asked how often they eat a snack instead of having breakfast, lunch, or dinner, 92% of them said they do so a minimum of once a week.
1: This is funny as well, because this actually ties into the... um... You know when people say oh, people brag about being busy I find nowadays people brag about when their first meal of the day was Yeah. It's like oh my god I like haven't eaten since 4am today.
0: <laughs> yeah I've only had a packet of crisps today. Yeah
1: it's like they actually brag about like the yeah, fa- they're so true. busy that you know what I've only grabbed an apple for lunch or I've only just had lunch and it's 5pm uh-huh.
0: and you're like that's definitely not a bragging thing it's from, not bragging for, yeah. from me I'm yeah. like I'm angry yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy <laughs> I haven't <Yeah>. eaten today <laughs> and I think that
1: just again if you look at all these um, companies that are flipping booming at the moment like Grey's and all these little snack bars and health bars and food on the go yeah. and um, all these. I mean, I think people are eating out um, way more often because you're like pack lunch, pack pack lunch. That's like an hour off my day, like just to yeah. make the lunch. I want to grab something and go. Yeah. So we are becoming very much a fast food. It doesn't mean to be unhealthy, but it's a fast food That's sort of generation. Very true. Who are just like I want to grab, eat, and then back to what I need to do.
0: Yeah. Well, this it gets it gets worse. Oh god. Okay. Damn. So half of the respondents. So 92% said they replace a meal with a snack at least once a week. Mm. Half of the respondents said that they replace a meal with a snack at least four times a week. So that's more than a day's worth of meals. Mm -hmm. Um, While more than a quarter, 28%, said that they do so at least seven times a week. Mm. Once per day.
1: See, sometimes I get it because I definitely do this every now and then. I get it. But if I do that, like I know that, okay, I only had that for like an hour. It's
0: nearly I'll, a third.
1: Yeah. But then I'll just double up on my food in the evening. I'll be like, All right, I'm having two dinners. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's quite dangerous as well because I yeah. think that's why a lot of people are getting like burnt out at work or getting psychological problems or just, mm-hmm. you know, people are getting ill, their immune systems are low. You find the same people getting ill every day and you're like, well, if you looked at your eating habits for the last three months or whatever, you'll see that people are doing a lot of damage to themselves mm-hmm. as well. And another thing on the health front to consider is actually a lot of this food that you grab on the go often is like this energy the food. The worst like, food for you. The really. amount of people you see have got like an energy bar or they've got like a, I don't know, like a grab on the go bar, Snickers and then a Monster, like a mm. energy drink or something mm. like that. And you just think, wow, that's your that's what's powering you for the next half a day or whatever. Yeah. And you get home and you might be tired, you get a takeaway. So it's actually a massive
0: health implication. Well. This is the thing, right? So it's interesting that you said that. So 17% admitted that they're doing so because they can't be bothered. This is how it kind of links into the work-related stress stuff, I think. 17% admitted doing so because they can't be bothered to cook a meal. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is because of the work-related stress. I would say, as somebody that's started working more regular, sort of normal person's hours, muggle hours. <laughs> <laughs> muggle. Muggle hours. <laughs> um <laughs> And I'm coming home, at this, I'm getting home and I'm like, I mean, I am cooking, thankfully. Um, but I am getting home and sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got to yeah. cook now. My God, like last night I got home late, funnily yeah. enough, because I stayed behind at work to do some extra, extra time, admittedly needed. Um, mm. But, and I got home and I was like, I've got to cook now. It's going to take me at least 45 minutes to get all that done. Yeah. My God, like whatever. I just want to chill out because I've been at work all day. So I think, you know... Those 17%, I definitely wouldn't necessarily label as lazy people. Mm. I I mean, obviously, there probably are some of them <laughs> that are just lazy. Well, it's like,
1: do you cook a dinner or do you hang out with your girlfriend?
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was going to go down no, no, I was not going to say that. Um, <laughs>
1: but it's true. Those sort of things, I think, now your, your prep of food or preparing food is cutting into your actual personal time, even right. for yourself or right. for your partner or right. whatever else. And so... And then again, you go back to all the these delivery boxes now that delivery at home, and it's like, look, we've chopped the onions for you. Like, you're getting mm-hmm. onions already chopped. Mm-hmm. You're getting all these things made to kind of cut a little bit of time off of your yeah. own cooking. Or it's like, to be honest, uh, even me when I got busy last month, I found that I probably ate out, not like it wouldn't be bad right. food, but I ate out every day. I'd rather have right. you know, someone cook my food. Yeah. I don't have to go buy a shopping, I don't have to cook it. Yeah. Obviously, that's like a privilege to have that you can go and get your food every day or whatever. But I think it's, it's getting to that point where I think a lot of young people are just like, you know, what? I haven't got time to cook. Yeah. And it's, it's effort. It's too much effort. Yeah, I which, agree. Which of these businesses are obviously picking up on anyway.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then the other, where this also links to work-related stress, um, and this I think is, this is a huge stat, really. You're dropping the stat bombs that they went. Well, I mean, I because mean, this needs is, this is talking about, man. Um, 39% of millennials, millennial snackers, sorry, said that they, that they do so when they are too busy to sit down for a proper meal. Yeah. Which kind of justifies kind of what we've just said. Mm. The, the workload and the lack of work-life balance, the unattainable work-life balance uh, cited by 22% of mm. millennial workers is causing 40% of snackers to replace a meal with a snack
1: mm, it's madness but even like my girlfriend she comes home and she's like oh I had to eat my uh, lunch at my desk today and I was like "You like people literally mm. eat lunch at the desk and that is it they're sitting all day well number one it's already you're sitting down all day so you don't even get to get up and move around yeah. even just to go walk to get your lunch is a good thing for your health yeah but then you've got people who are like look around and like, I say, why don't you just go out of the office? You're like, well, everyone eats to work at the desk. And it goes back to that idea that mm. one person forms the kind of okay, that's the culture of this place. Yeah. If you if you don't eat at your desk, it probably means you're not really working hard enough, you're not busy enough and it's like craziness. Just,
0: it's not good for your physical health and it's certainly not good for your mental health at all. No. To be to be equating lunch to being in the workplace. Yeah. Because then it's in, in a way mentally you're kind of programming yeah. your brain to say, you know eating is a chore and I think it gets to that I think yeah. it gets like oh like shit what
1: eating is in the way of me either socializing or actually getting the work done which I've already yeah. got an overgrown to-do list of things to do yeah and I think it just is like a it's one of those ticking time bombs in a way because the food leads to your fit how you feel your energy levels um, you are what you eat you are what you eat and I mean I think it's so important and people it's coming it's again it's becoming the next sort of You've already people cutting down on their sleep, which is a problem because they want to buy time in the evening so you go to bed later so you can actually have a life. Mm-hmm. And then at work, you're eating these snack, snacks on the go, which are kind of damaging. you are giving you these sugar spikes and crashes. So it's actually like for millennials, it, they're getting to the point where if you're, you're not moving from the desk, like this is going to cause massive health The whole thing is just
0: unsustainable. The whole workload yeah. is just unsustainable. Yeah, which we is... talked about it. It's one of the first things that back in the day when we first started the podcast, it was one of the first things that we really highlighted was that, unfortunately, the expectations of employees is just so mm-hmm. unbelievably high particularly mm-hmm. for millennials, particularly because of the scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. I, the, we're still in a position where everybody's really scared, particularly millennials, are scared to lose their jobs because mm-hmm. they had to fight so hard to get it mm-hmm. post the recession in 2008. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to get worse because we've got another recession mm-hmm. coming. Um, most people will tell you we are due one. By the law mm-hmm. of averages, we are due one yeah. any day now. Mm-hmm. Well, not any day, but any month now. Yeah, It could, ha- it could happen tomorrow. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I saw a headline on a newspaper the other day saying that there are 3 million people with debts that they physically cannot pay off, Mm -hmm. with credit card debts that they physically cannot pay off. This is exactly the same thing that happened Mm. before 2008, and it's going to happen exactly the same Mm -hmm. way, and we're all going to be fucked. Mm. Um, So there's this massive scarcity mindset, and it's just causing this it's giving it's giving employers the leverage to have too high expectations of their employees,
1: yeah, I think culturally, culturally, we're just like killing our staff. If you're going to be at nine and five, you expect to feel fucked five days a week, literally just exhausted, and in the weekend you're just that's it, you've got to let go and I think. It's a shame that we're living still in that sort of... When we know, we become aware, we're conscious of the fact that sleep damages you, lack of food, all these little things that we're learning, yet we're not integrating it into our actual daily lives. We're still sticking to the old Mm -hmm. model, which is causing mental health issues because everything's on steroids. Everything's faster, quicker, blah, 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 blah. So much for our brains to take in, but we're kind of sticking to this model, which is so short-term, really. And it's kind of like... It's got to come from both. I think the employers need to say this doesn't work for me it's not healthy and uh, there must be stats where people are seeing more of their staff needing counseling or burning out or fainting at work and all Mm -hmm. this stuff happening yet then the employees themselves have to take responsibility for their staff and say yeah "Yeah, i know that a healthy well-slept someone who gets to enjoy their lunch is going to be a better worker and can actually see it as and then to see it as something that they they, it's a pleasure it should be a part of a sustainable life
0: absolutely well at the end of the day you don't want your employees coming in resenting the fact that they're there
1: yeah
0: as an employer surely you should not want that
1: yeah I just find it sad that it, people have allowed it to get to a point where it's kind of an accepted behaviour now yeah. and it's a very like it's a norm and if you, yeah. you don't feel that way then you yeah. either got really lucky and you have got a really good job
0: yeah or you <laughs> I don't know it's,
1: yeah
0: yeah it's worrying it is anyway we've overrun a little bit yes but I think that was an important thing to say at the end um so, um, that's kind of work-related stress stuff. A little bit more of a deep dive on what we talked about the other week,
1: I think. Do you think there's a scope just for some... Because, I mean, that's kind of highlighted a problem, but it hasn't really given anybody, okay, well, this, that is my life, I do go to work. Like, is there something they can do off the, off the bat? I something? just
0: think, and it, I think it comes to the, the kind of the podcast generally, but I just think have the awareness of it. Just be aware of the fact that this is happening Mm. and that really, whether intentionally or not, it is abusive for your employer to allow that sort of stuff to be happening. Yeah, Whether it it might not be intentional, but it is. It is abusive because it's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your physical health to be in a position where, it's not necessarily saying that everybody is, you know, snacking, (laughs) replacing meals with snacks. But if you are in that position where you're feeling the need to do that, something has to change. Mm-hmm. You either need to talk to your employer, if if needs be, throw, do your research, throw health stats at them and go, yeah. look, this is what this is starting to do. Yeah. Something needs to change.
1: Yeah, I think someone needs to sort of take, like, I don't know, just step up and say, yeah. you know what, sit the boss down and say, look, can you not notice people are exhausted, thingy was off five days in a row because yeah. of illness, people aren't getting enough. Sleep or people are tired. I think it is resetting those expectations within an organisation. I think set so. a new culture, and I think when they see actually, wow, people
0: are more positive and motivated at work, it might cause mm. them to really take it seriously. Yeah, I think so. But as it well. needs to be done quick. But it's all about communication. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I've said this so many times, yeah. but nine out of ten problems can be solved with better communication. So just communicate, communicate that it's not working for you, and you know they might say, well, tough shit, and in which case goes back to what we were talking about setbacks last week you know if uh, if that's the case and they go well stuff shit you've got to look at what you can do to make sure that that changes even if that means getting another job because as some as somebody who has to risk the idea, risk losing their day job every time I go and get acting work there is always more work out there Always, always, always. So don't think that this is the one and only job you're ever going to have. Obviously, it's not great to have to quit your job, but, but if, you if they're are your not. Priority. Exactly. If they're not going to prioritize your health or help you prioritize your health, then it's not a good place to be working anyway. That feels
1: like a better end for me. Yeah. Good.
0: Good. Cool. So we'll wrap up there. Um, if you could, as we said with, with regard to the sponsorship, please, just, it's the only thing I'm going to ask you to do this week. Just please put out a little tweet. Tag us in there at PN underscore podcast. Tag the University of Northampton in at Uni Northbants. I think I might be wrong on that. Oh God! <laughs> no. Can't think of the Twitter handle off the top of my head, but you'll you'll find it. Um, tag them in there and just let them know that you've been listening to the show. And uh, that would be great. We really it. appreciate that. That would be amazing. Um, so thanks very much for that, guys, and um, we'll catch you next time. See you later.